Hey, you're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, a show that digs into the growth strategies of entrepreneurs who have built wildly successful businesses. I'm your host, Chelsea Clark, and my guest today is finance expert Michelle Schroeder Gardner of MakingSenseOfSense.com, a blog which has generated over five million dollars and Michelle has been featured on Oprah, Reader's Digest, CNBC, Business Insider and more and she is here to share today the specific elements and strategies that have helped her reach success. So welcome to the show Michelle. Yeah thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to have you here on the show. I've been following your story for a few years now, so it's really great to have you here. Let's just dive right into it, shall we? Let us know about your startup story. Yeah, so I started making Sense of Sense back in 2011. Um, Back then, I had no idea like what a blog was or how they made money, that they could even make money or anything like that. I was actually reading uh, Cosmopolitan magazine one day, and they were featuring Uh, a personal finance blog in it. And I just started reading that personal finance blog. I started reading like the comments on their blog and stuff like that. And I realized that there's like this huge personal finance community. And I decided to start making sense of sense just like on a whim that day. Uh, There was no like plan for it or anything like that. It was all just as a hobby, just a way for me to talk about my own personal finance situation, paying off student loans, stuff like that. And it all just quickly grew from there around Two years after I started making Sense of Sense, I actually left my day job to blog full-time, and I've been blogging full-time ever since, ever since 2013. I love it. That is so awesome. And you mentioned your student loans. I have to mention that you paid off $40,000 of student loan debt when you were 24. What was that like? What did you do to pay that off? Yeah. So through the personal finance community, I learned a lot about different people paying off their debt quickly. And I realized like all the freedom, all the financial freedom, lifestyle freedom and stuff like that, that they were able to get by paying off their debt quickly. And if other people could do it, I figured, why couldn't I be able to do it as well? And it just sounded so amazing not to have student loans like hanging over your head for like the next decade or two. And I just decided to pay it off as quickly as I could. There were numerous reasons why I wanted to pay it off quickly, not just for just the financial freedom and stuff like that. It was also so that I could, because around this time I was thinking about blogging full time, but I didn't want like a huge monthly debt payment over my head. I mean, I already had a mortgage. I already had, of course, like utilities and stuff like that but I didn't want my huge student loan to be hanging over my head as well. So I gave myself a goal to pay it off quickly. And then that would allow me to have like a better buffer. So when I would make the leap to blogging full time, I wouldn't be worrying about my monthly bills as much. Hey, when I started my blog as well, I had some debt from traveling. So I actually did the same sort of thing. I needed to get that debt down so that I could really just focus on the creative side and the tech side and all of the things that go into blogging. I love how you did that with side hustles. Yeah, so I paid off my student loans quickly in seven months and that meant I was side hustling a ton. So of course I had my day job um, as a financial analyst, but Uh, before work, at lunch, and after work. I was doing a ton of different things to make money. I was blogging on Making Sense of Sense, of course, but I was also writing for other personal finance blogs. I was managing social media for companies online. Um, I was selling items on eBay. I was mystery shopping. I was taking online surveys. I was doing like all different kinds of things. (laughs) I was working around um, 
I want to say 90 to 100 hours a week between my day job and all the different side hustles that I had. Oh, yes. Okay. So you definitely had your hands full. When did you decide that you were going to streamline and focus and just niche down on that one thing that you wanted to do? Oh, that's a great question. So it was around, I think it was around 2015. So at that point, I was blogging full time for around two years and I was freelancing a ton and I just wasn't really spending much time like focused on making sense of sense. So I was spending all this time growing everyone else's businesses. And I realized that like my own business was really sacrificed in that process. So I decided to actually fire all my clients. I gave them all notice, of course, but I decided to not freelance anymore and just focus on making sense of sense uh, and like just growing my own income from the blog that way. And that's really how I pretty much just changed everything. Income grew through the roof, page views grew, everything grew. That is such a good feeling. I did that too when I realized that I needed to just niche down, fire all my clients and no longer do service provider work and just focus more on passive income streams. It was like everything just changed. It was really exciting So that must have really felt amazing when you did that. Yeah, it did. It felt really good. I know a lot of people love freelancing, but for me, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, So being able to pursue my own passion was definitely really amazing. Oh, for sure. I mean, those side hustles, those freelance jobs that you were doing, they helped you pay off your debt. And then you were able to focus on the thing that you really wanted to do, which was your blog. And as your blog was growing... What things have been the most influential in its success? Because your blog is massive now. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's like uh, 2,000 blog posts, probably over that. I actually just (laughs) deleted a couple hundred. But yeah, there's a lot of blog posts. And I definitely think that helps with growing a blog because, of course, when a reader has been reading Making Sense of Sense since 2011, they want to continue to read new content. Um, They don't want to just read the same things that I wrote back in 2011, which, by the way, back in 2011, my content was not very good. It's definitely grown a lot over the years, um, which I would expect from any blog. Um, But one major way that I always like to tell people when it comes to growing their blog is to engage with your readers. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't spend much time like building that really loyal readership base. Like they don't respond to comments, respond to emails or anything like that. And for me, I really pride myself on the fact that I am very active when it comes to just engaging, networking, talking with my readers. I respond to all emails, comments. I'm always, I always end every blog post with a question to engage readers even more. Um, I try to be active on social media. I'm always, I'm like huge on my email list and growing my email list and um, just really engaging with readers. I think that goes a really long way when it comes to a blog. Absolutely. That's so important. And as your business and your audience has grown, how do you manage your time now so that you can still provide that personal engagement? So it's definitely been a lot more difficult, especially over the past few years, keeping up with emails. Um, There are things that I do, like if the email is more like technical, if it's more about like the course, or if you're having like a technical difficulty, I do have um, a virtual assistant who helps with emails like that. But if it's like more of a personal email, it's definitely directed at me. Like if the question is something about like how can I change my financial life or something like that, like those are emails that I will answer. Um, But usually there's 
a lot of blog posts on making sense of sense that I can direct readers to. So that definitely helps too. So if I get an email and I can direct them to a blog post, of course, I don't have to send them like a thousand word email then answering the question. Um, so I guess that's a good point right there. If I get a lot of uh, questions from readers that are on the same topic, I do like to turn those into blog posts because that's just the best way for me to get everything out and really help them. Ooh, that's a great tip for content creation. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's definitely my favorite way to come up with new content. Oh, yeah. So really just listening to what your audience is saying, surveying them and turning it around and creating content from what people are literally telling you that they need and want. That is such great advice. And on the topic of list building, what advice do you have for growing an email list of loyal readers who are also customers? Um, Start right away. So for me on Making Sense of Sense, I think I started my email list around it was either end of 2015 or like the beginning of wow. 2016. So I mean, it was years after I started making sense of sense, like five years later, when I finally started to like spend time on growing my email list. And just I mean, all those years, I just think back about like, oh, just all the emails I lost out on all the loyal subscribers. So just start right away. And I know it can seem like super overwhelming in the beginning to like look at convert kit or whatever other email subscriber newsletter service that you're looking at. Um, but just start right away and just it becomes easier once you play around with the system. And once you learn it once, I mean, you only have to learn it once. It becomes so much easier. Um, but my second tip would definitely be to create freebie opt-ins. So for me, um, I do have like my affiliate marketing course, but I have freebie opt-ins that talk about like what is affiliate marketing, affiliate marketing cheat sheets and stuff like that. And I feel like that helps get readers on your email list. It kind of warms them up to you. I mean, of course, I can't just like sell a course to them if they have no idea who I am. So freebie opt-ins definitely warm up your audience and people love free things. So that's a great way to build an email list. There is a ton more coming up on today's episode, but first I want to quickly thank our sponsor ConvertKit. I have been using ConvertKit to manage the HerPaperRoot email list for a number of years. ConvertKit just makes it so easy to collect subscribers, send out freebies, send newsletters, and manage all of my funnels. Now guys, I love ConvertKit so much that I created a video workshop of email marketing funnel mistakes and easy fixes. And I want to share this workshop with you. So when you go to herpaperroot.com slash convertkit, not only will you find a free trial of convertkit there, so you can sign up for free and start playing around and testing it out. If you decide to upgrade to a paid convertkit plan, I will give you free access to my email marketing funnels workshop. All of the details can be found at herpaperroot.com slash convertkit. I love email marketing, but I am just as obsessed with affiliate marketing. Personally, 80% of my income as a blogger comes from affiliate revenue. And Michelle, this is something that you are really known for. How does affiliate marketing play into your overall revenue strategy? Yeah, so affiliate marketing is the top way that I make money on my blog, and it's been the top way since... I don't know, since about 2016. And it's also my most favorite way to make money on a blog. Um, since I travel full time, um, it's it can be super difficult to make sure I always have an internet connection, that it's good enough, that I'm just online all the time. And 
affiliate marketing makes it so that I can earn an income when I'm on the beach, when I'm sleeping or something. I know that sounds like super cliche, but, uh, but it's it true. Just make, yeah, it just allows you to be able to make an income when you're not just on the computer working eight to five. Like you're able to earn a pretty passive income. And that's what I really love about it. Yes, yes, yes. Passive income stream. That is what we are all about nowadays. <laughs> Can you share some lesser known affiliate marketing tips that you have found to work? So my top advice for anyone who is interested in affiliate marketing is to go into Google Analytics, take a look at your top 10 blog post. And usually I say your top 10 because if it's your top 10, it's probably been your top 10 for a while. Um, and just go to the, your top 10 blog post, edit them and add See how you can add an affiliate link to it. See how you can kind of promote something. If you're talking about something on a blog post, there's probably something that you can share that people can buy as well. And just uh, add affiliate links. But of course, you want to be careful. You don't want to come across as super salesy or anything. Just try to include affiliate links pretty naturally, maybe one to three times in the blog post. And I think that's a really easy way to make affiliate income from blog posts that you already have. And it doesn't take a long time to just edit an old blog post and do that. So that's always my favorite way. Just edit your top 10, take a look at how you can improve them. That is a great tip. I think that a lot of the time people will overlook that. They don't look into Search Console or Google Analytics. They are always trying to create new, new, new content. But if you really look back and you see what is really resonating with people, what is your top 10 most popular articles? They could really be built out to generate more income. So that is wonderful advice. Thank you. <laughs> no, you are welcome. <laughs> you also have a very active affiliate team of bloggers promoting your courses. Can you share some tips for anyone listening who is trying to grow their own successful affiliate team? Yeah, so that is a really good question. I hear that a lot. If you were trying to grow your own affiliate marketing team, if you want your own affiliates for like your own course or whatever your product is, I always recommend reaching out to the network that you already have because those are people who are probably going to want to promote what you have. So if you have online friends, other bloggers or people in your niche, uh, just send them a quick email and ask them like what it'll take to get them on your affiliate team. Um, like what commission are they looking for? Like, are they looking for any freebie links or anything like that? Just what can make it possible for them to want to be on your team? And if you don't have people in your network already, just reach out to people who fit that target market. Just do a quick Google search. There's probably people who are talking about the product that you're selling. Just reach out to them and see if they want to become an affiliate for you. That's awesome. When people are on your team, do you ever do giveaways or promotions, contests, anything like that with your affiliate team? So I don't do contests, but I do do promotions. So a few times a year, I want to say at least once to twice a year, I do do promotions. So I will give them like a really good deal to give to their readers. Um, and I feel like that really, really helps like get the readers interested. And I do allow them to offer their own bonuses and stuff like that. I am creating like a really nice freebie opt-in ebook for my uh, affiliate marketers right now, which is going to be like 30 pages. So, I mean, it's going to, I'm really excited about it. It should be ready soon. So just things like that, just things that make it easier for people to become an affiliate for your product. 
Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story here today, Michelle. Where can everyone find you and connect with you? Yeah, so the best way to find me would be to go to my personal finance blog, makingsenseofsense.com. If you want to follow more of like my travel lifestyle behind the scenes, that would be my Instagram, and that's instagram.com slash Michelle Schro. And of course, I have Pinterest. I have a free Facebook community for people who are interested in personal finance, and that's called the Making Sense of Sense community. Um, Those are definitely the best places to find more about me and making sense of sense. Well, thank you again. This has been so much fun. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. To start your own blog today, I created a free blogging course for you. Go to herpaperroot.com slash start, S-T-A-R-T, and you can get free access to my blog starting course. It will show you every step you need to set up your blog today and monetize it into a business. It's herpaperroot.com slash start to learn Michelle's affiliate marketing strategies, the ones that she has used to build her $5 million blog. You're going to want to check out her affiliate marketing course. And I am going to sweeten the deal for you. When you use my partner link to sign up for Michelle's course at herpaperroot.com slash M-S-O-A-M, Send me a copy of your receipt and I will give you free access to my affiliate program database, a huge database of over 3,000 affiliate programs in all different niches from brands that are currently accepting bloggers. I will include all of these links in the show notes. Everyone listening, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Her Paper Root Podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review and be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroot.com. Now go make something.